folks, and welcome to Songs of Our Own, a marital tour through the music that shaped us. I'm your co-host, Lee Strickland. And I'm Alioni. Well, hey, Al. Hey, Lee. How you doing? I'm doing good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We made it. We made it through. Yeah, 2024. Wild. Yeah. I know. Crazy. We are... This episode starts, I think, season five of the podcast. Yeah, that that math might work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's season four or season five. I can't remember which, but um, yeah, new season, and it seems crazy to me that uh, we're still here, we're still doing this. Yeah, life looks so different now compared to 2020. <laughs> yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, so it's exciting to be here, though. I'm glad that we're we're continuing this joy project for the both of us. Um, Lee, you and I are both big vision board people for the new year. Uh, which item are you most excited about on your vision board? I think, um, I always try to do like one or two for fun and then like the rest are all serious. Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited for one of my fun ones is to wear more suspenders. And you look very cute in suspenders. Thanks. I love suspenders. It is the best way to hold your pants up. <laughs> Please write that review on every suspender company product that you wear. Mm -hmm. Belts can go to hell. <laughs> Suspenders are where it's at. So I'm excited for that one. Um, and then I think on the serious side, uh, I had uh, start therapy. I think that'll be a good thing, um, especially since 2020. Like I know my anxiety has been super peaked for the last couple of years. So I think it'll be good to talk to a professional about that yeah yeah i am really excited to live in a world where it's okay to talk about going to therapy yeah most definitely yeah i feel like my colleagues at work and i talk about that all the time it's like oh yeah my therapist said this and i'm like oh this is really refreshing mm -hmm. it's really nice what about you what are your things you're looking forward to on your vision board Hmm. Well, I think probably the most important one that I have on my vision board is around stopping to smell the roses when I'm with you in Cedar, because I feel like I'm a person who's just so focused on the next thing that I have to do that it's really hard for me to take moments to just be like, I'm here and it's now and I'm like Cedar fell asleep in my arms and that's awesome. And he's really cute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think just trying to find more ways to be mindful about the world that I'm living in. I'm really excited for that. Nice. Yeah. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. And then, you know, drink more water because it's time to mm. be an adult and hydrate properly. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Drink your water, folks. <laughs> so, Al, what, um, what song are we talking about to kick off 2024? Well, I'm really excited because we have been talking about this song for a long time and you kept being like, Al, if we do it, it's going to be an Al song and you need to do research. I'm like, Lee, I don't have the bandwidth for that. And so we finally were like, we're doing it. I'm doing the research. We're going to make it happen. So uh, drum roll. I'm so excited for us to be talking about The General by the band Dispatch. Yes. Yeah, I'm really stoked for it. I was really excited when I found out a long time ago that you knew this song and you also like this song. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I knew there was a reason I loved you. <laughs> 
So uh, without further ado, Dispatch is a American indie roots band, and it was founded in 1996 by Brad Corrigan, Chad Ermston, and Pete Francis Heimbold. It was formed by the merging of two bands, Hermit Thrush and Wood River Bandits, and originally was named One Fell Swoop, but that changed after after a dispute with another band of the same name. They began playing music together while attending Middlebury College together in Boston and had a acoustic folk rock reggae funk sound. And their first show was actually at Duke University in Durham, North Carolina. So starting big. Yeah, that's cool. After graduating, the band toured extensively, including on the jam band circuits, which I thought you would appreciate as a jam band guy. And they grew in popularity. Lee, this is so going to date things. They grew in popularity through the peer-to-peer file sharing program, Napster. Whoa. (laughs) I know. I was like, oh, God, I feel old. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I'm sure there's kids listening to this podcast that are like, what is Napster? I know. It's like the very original Spotify. Yeah, except you used to be able to download stuff. Yeah. And not pay for it. And then it was yours. Yeah, and like quality was decent yeah and like sometimes weird bugs came with it yeah you yeah not as bad as like limewire where your computer would just crash like two months after you installed it man i had so many crash computers from limewire yep (laughs) i'm not proud of it um anyway so uh they released four studio albums between 1996 and 2002 when they announced that they were going to be going on hiatus. So as a farewell to fans and a farewell to Dispatch, they held The Last Dispatch, which was a free concert in 2004. And they were like, you know, we're hoping for like 20,000, 30,000 people. This will be great. Um, They drew uh, 166,000 people to this concert. Um, And this concert was filmed and it was released later as a documentary in 2005 focusing on the band's last 12 days together so it kind of reminds me of what paul mccartney did with let it be and uh get back that documentary Mm -hmm. yeah so in 2007 the band announced that they were going to do a concert called dispatch zimbabwe which was intended to raise money for various charities across Zimbabwe and in the U.S. that the band supported. Because of high-ticket sales de- sale demands, uh, shows sold out within three minutes, the band added an additional two nights at Madison Square Garden to their tour. They also hosted another concert at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. at the request of the Prime Minister of Zimbabwe, and that sol- show sold out within 10 minutes of going on sale. Wow. Yeah, and this is, like, early Ticketmaster days, so you're, like, starting to see those, like, fees spike. You're seeing, like, second market fees spike for all of these things. So they were a very popular unit. Um, The band officially reunited in 2011, releasing multiple EPs, which are extended plays for our non-musical friends like myself. And they uh, performed and finally released Circles Around the Sun in 2012. This was followed up by uh, their Ain't No Trip to Cleveland album in 2013 and another charity show called Dispatch Hunger in 2015. They've performed 
across the U.S. and globally in the U.K., Austria, Germany, and released their eighth studio album, Break Our Fall, in February 2021. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they have a hiatus in there, right? But that is a really long lifespan for any musical group. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so that's the band Dispatch. And today we are talking about one of their most popular songs, The General. Actually, before I go into this, you have history about Dispatch, too, because you know everything about music. <laughs> dribble, dribble, pass, Lee. What do you want to say? So when I was um, a student at Western State College, now Western Colorado University or something in Gunnison, Colorado, um, the student union at the time brought in uh, somebody who was just calling themselves Bradigan. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's that's what they were going by brad corrigan yeah he always went by bradigan yeah and i was like who is this and so i was a freshman at this time my neighbor was like oh yeah he played with dispatch and i was like who are they because like remember by this time in my musical life like there was no good music made after 1975 (laughs) so like why would i know who this group is um so yeah, like went to see him and it was awesome. And then was like, so who is this dispatch group? Um, but yeah, it was so funny to see this guy just like in the ballroom at the union mm-hmm. and like Western's a real small college. So like when I say ballroom, I mean like smallish auditorium. Yeah, it's funny college shows because I went to a couple of those at Colorado State too. And yeah, it's like they book people right a year out so they're kind of just booking them hoping that they become famous in the year like that's what happened to us with macklemore um but then you know you have people like bradigan who you're like oh you actually are really famous but you're starting out on your own and you're almost having to like restart your career in some ways Mm -hmm. yeah and like western in the early 90s had booked some big bands like fish played um blues traveler played string cheese incident played like same like just like you're saying right before they got really big mm-hmm. um and you can find some of those recordings on archive.org uh, but yeah it was kind of funny because after bradigan played it was like we never got a good artist again oh no he <laughs> yeah. cursed it yeah they uh the program council uh, i think just didn't have the funds mm-hmm. to book anybody and everybody who they booked hoping to be really big just like no showed or fell flat or did like one set and left no (laughs) yeah they had they had kind of a rough go the very last year i was there they had a big concert called spring fest that they would do every year and so they booked like three or four bands they all showed up and then the last band was uh, Real Big Fish, mm-hmm. that ska band from the 90s. Yeah. Um, and they were actually pretty good. Good. So it was it was nice to see them, like, finally kind of get a win. <laughs> the curse was broken. Yeah, exactly. Well, good. I am glad. Did he sound kind of like the rest of Dispatch's stuff, or did he have a different sound? No, he most. I mean, it was just him and an acoustic guitar. Mm. Um, so it was definitely like a stripped down, but it was still that like rootsy, reggae, folky mm-hmm. um, sound, which was cool. Yeah, that's wonderful. So, yeah, immediately after hearing them, I was like, oh, this is just, this is the music of police. Mm-hmm. Just like carried it forward to the next couple generations. So it was cool. Good music was made after 75. In fact, good music was made. <laughs> 
after 1975. Good job, Pasley. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, okay. So anything else you want to share about Dispatch? No, that was it. Okay. Then we are talking about The General today. And for those of y'all that haven't heard The General, number one, you should. But number two, it is one of their best known album or best known songs, and it was on their 1997 album Big Bang. While the song was recorded on borrowed instruments, it has since been compared to Jimi Hendrix's Castles Made of Sand. They wrote the song about General Robert E. Lee telling his troops to stop fighting, and while it was originally about the Civil War, it has grown as a ubiquitous anti-war song. In April 2022, the band re-recorded the song in Russian with the help of Olga Berg as a gesture of solidarity with the Russian people who opposed their country's invasion of Ukraine. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, I think, again, that speaks to the ubiquitousness of it. And maybe that's just the ubiquitousness of war songs in general, right? That it's like, we'll always need war songs until we don't have any war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, you look at, you know, Blowing in the Wind and The Times They Are a-Changing. Like, those are timeless songs. I know they're both from Bob Dylan, but they're timeless <laughs> songs, um, which is, like, a little bit tragic. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I would love for a time when those songs are just distant memories. Yeah, I really would, too. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi folks, Al here, and when I'm not podcasting with Lee, I'm also the president of a company called Better Humans. At Better Humans, we use experiential challenges to help you level up those team skills, such as communication, collaboration, and trust, and we would love to serve your team. We work with all kinds of humans in every age range. Professional development for teachers, businesses, etc., we got you. Camaraderie for a new team formed at a corporation, heck yeah. Student groups looking for some fun class bonding and relationship building, that's what we're made of. We know every team has unique needs, so every team gets a personalized program staffed by facilitators with a collective 100 years of experience. If you're in the KC area and this resonates with you, visit our website at betterhumansheartland.com or send us an email at betterhumansheartland at gmail.com. Better Humans LLC, cultivating leaders and teams in the heartland since 2023. Um, but unfortunately, I think people are going to have to uh, deliver themselves from ego in a way that I don't know we're ready for yet. Yeah, definitely not. Or at least the people who get to make the decisions about whether we have a war or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I appreciate that Dispatch still plays the song and still sounds like they have fun when they play it. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of artists who have that big hit and then like the hit kind of owns them and they're like, God, I hate this song, but I have to play it so, <laughs> that, I can, so that I can book the show and make money and like pay my house payment. Yeah. Um, and they really seem to love it. So I think that's kind of a, a unique thing and kind of a cool thing. Yeah. You know, I really respect that they as a band took a hiatus in the first place because I feel like some folks are just so committed to what things were that they aren't willing to let it evolve into what it could be and sometimes you need time to support that evolution so to be willing to say like this isn't it for us anymore and then to come back and say like oh it could be again i i think that just takes a lot of awareness as a human to do that 
Yeah, most definitely. And yeah, I think so many bands have just tried to push through that and it's just broken them. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, sometimes it's just the right decision and they never get back together and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the band that like comes to my mind that should have taken a break and didn't was uh, Yonder Mountain String Band. Mm -hmm. I think when their mandolin player, Jeff Austin, left, they should have just said we're going on hiatus for like a year or something. But they didn't. They just kind of soldiered through Mm -hmm. and... Yeah, they, I don't know, their music's kind of not the same for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I know we've covered one of their albums. Um, but yeah, all their recent stuff, I'm just like, eh. Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah, it's really too bad. I really think had they taken a break, regrouped a little bit, and kind of decided what do they want to do, um, that would have been a big plus for them. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad Dispatch had that opportunity to do it. Um, they, again, like they did that kind of right as I was entering college and learning about this whole genre of music, um, that like extended past the police. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I had some friends in college who had gone to that free concert in New York cause oh, they were cool. both, they were both from back East. Okay. Um, so they were big dispatch fans and it was, yeah, I don't know. It was like the Beatles broke up or something. They oh. were just like torn apart by it that's like all they would talk about it's kind of funny so they always had dispatch on mm-hmm. anytime we were at their like apartment and stuff um uh, so i got really immersed in that music without really intending to mm-hmm. um, and then that kind of opened the door to a whole bunch of other bands right like you had tea leaf green revolution uh the super villains mm-hmm. who were really good but yeah it's a super cool genre that you know I did not know existed and um, is so much more than just white guys playing reggae. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad. Glad this song exists. I had no idea it was about General um, Lee. Yeah. You know, I think, I guess diving into the song a little bit more, I do think it's just an interesting story that they tell, right, of this decorated general who's very well respected whose men would follow him anywhere and he has a dream and he wakes up and he comes out and they're ready for war and he's like go home like it's not worth it and you know they talk about the men being like wait what's going on and he's like no like I've seen their mothers like this is not worth fighting and like you're young and you're forgiven. And I like so appreciate this song and it's been really stuck in my head. Uh, honestly, because this is what was going on for me when I was getting ready to leave my last job. I felt like my old supervisor was the general in a lot of ways, right? Like really well decorated, well respected. Like he's changed so many lives in the community and the last conversation that he and I had, he was like, Al, it's not worth it. Like, I see you being just like me and I'm here on the edge of collapse and I like don't know my family and my kids don't care about me and like I don't want that for you and your family and your kid. Like, you need to go and it's okay. And that was like the hardest thing for me to hear but this idea of like you're forgiven like you took an oath to take care of this place and steward these people and 
I'm letting you go from that. That was just really, really hard, but really powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you listened Mm -hmm. and took that to heart in the, um, other folk like the folks in the song kind of don't know what to do and they don't they don't leave right they stick mm-hmm. it out mm-hmm. which is interesting um yeah because historically right like robert e lee was not necessarily for the confederacy mm-hmm. he was just from virginia mm-hmm. he and, was fighting for virginia right he was fighting for virginia and like the the north the union right asked him to come be their general and he said, I can't, I have, like, I have to fight for Virginia. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know that he really believed in the cause. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I could see that being something that he said. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, whenever I hear this song, I always think of um, Hannibal marching through the Alps. Go, go on. Uh, Hannibal, like famous military, um, ge- I guess, general, like military figure mm-hmm. in like Europe and Asia. And he mar- like he marches through the Alps with mm-hmm. elephants mm-hmm. Um, to, gosh, I think to, con- I don't know, to conquer Rome or somebody, I don't know, somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like, yeah, him being like, I brought elephants. Mm-hmm. Like, you've never seen an elephant. <laughs> like, shock and awe. Uh, for some reason, I always think about the song being from his perspective, but I highly doubt that he ever told his men to just, like, go home. <laughs> I think he was kind of a, like, we're taking over Europe and Asia mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of guy. It's so funny because the uh, play that they're practicing at the beginning of Phantom of the Opera is Hannibal. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you first said Hannibal, I was like, Hannibal Lecter? And then I was like, oh, no, I know the Hannibal you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's an interesting figure. And everybody thinks Hannibal Lecter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's an interesting figure. I wish I knew a little bit more about him. I'm just pulling from like world history from sophomore year of high school (laughs) dust that old egg (laughs) off yeah but for some reason he's always who i picture Mm -hmm. in this song um so it's interesting to know that it is about robert e lee Mm -hmm. yeah again though right i think this song could be about any general just waking up and realizing that like i've given myself and my life to this cause And I might have chosen wrong. Mm -hmm. And I can't let the next generation of people that I'm supposed to take care of do that. Because I do think that if you are a good general, that is probably part of your leadership philosophy. That like you are in charge of these people and you want them to get home and be the best people that they possibly can. Which means that you have to take care of them on and off the battlefield. And so this general is like... I. I need to take care of you. Like, go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very, like, hopeful anti-war song mm-hmm. that this general has this realization. Um, yeah, I don't know. In reality, I don't know that that's how that would go. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that the general still goes and fights. He's like, I'll do my duty, but mm-hmm. nobody else has to. Yeah, like, I'm duty-bound because I report to this person. Mm-hmm. But you report to me, and I'm telling you to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, there's definitely, like, some martyrdom there, which is interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do think it's interesting, right, that he says it once. Mm-hmm. And doesn't do the, like, go on, get out of here. <laughs> the airbud. <laughs> right. Doesn't do that. Doesn't airbud his troops. He just kind of says it once. And, like, if I'm just, you know 
John Smith grunt soldier. I don't know that I would necessarily take that seriously. Mm-hmm. I think I would be worried about getting like shot in the back. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I do, I agree. I think the themes are timeless, unfortunately, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at least for now. Hopefully we get to a day someday where there's no there's no war, people are liberated mm-hmm. if they want to be. And uh, yeah, hopefully songs like this are just a, you know, f- sticky note in music history. Yeah, I don't know that they would ever be, not because of the war thing, but because I do think people struggle in their lives and that can feel like a great battle. And so even if like we're no longer killing each other over land or god or whatever reason it's mercury who knows right like i think people are still going to resonate with that idea of like i'm supposed to take care of these people i've gotten them into this mess and they shouldn't be here like i i led them wrong i believed in the wrong thing you know the company that i committed to is wrong or the the cause i committed to isn't actually worth it yeah the business i started (laughs) i hope the business we started is great (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it'll be fine (laughs) but yeah i i don't know i i just love everything about this song and i thought it would be a good start for 2024 just in thinking about one what does it mean to be forgiven from the things that you promised that are no longer right for you and then two what does it mean to actually make a conscious decision about what's right for you. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like like I said earlier, I think it is a at its core a very hopeful song. Mm-hmm. Um, even if the lyrics don't portray that mm-hmm. on the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it is like a reggae funk song. You can't make the song sad. Right, exactly. <laughs> There's always hope there. Yeah. So I love that music. Mm-hmm. Well, Lee, do you have any other thoughts about Dispatch or The General specifically? No. Uh, Great song, great band. Check them out if you haven't. They're on, I think, pretty much every streaming service now. Mm -hmm. They've moved off of Napster. They've moved off of Napster. They're (laughs) probably still on Napster if it exists. So, Lee, we're getting ready to move to February. Who are we going to talk about? So, next month we're going to get Funky more funky than we've been more funky than we've been and we're gonna talk about sly and the family stones thank you for letting me be myself again wonderful thank you for letting me be myself again yep one of my favorites i am so excited (laughs) this is gonna be a great episode yeah it'll be a lot of fun well y'all thank you so much for investing your time with lee and i we appreciate you very much um and this has been songs of our own until we get to be with you again enjoy your own songs Mm -hmm.